Hey all welcome to Thoughts and Opinions Are Our Own. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kirk. Alright, Kirk, how are you feeling today? Good. I was I was having a moment. I was thinking about mm-hmm. uh, uh, the entertainment business. I yeah. was thinking about actors and actresses when they like when they win an award, like for the Oscars. Like, Ooh. like was that like, what was different in that role compared to the other, you know, 57 roles that they've done? Whether, <laughs> sure. you know, TV or or, or, uh, or movies, or if they, you know, won an Emmy for TV, you know, Oscars oh, for yeah. movies. So, does, does, do you have, like, an actress or an actor that mm. you're like, wow, she or he, they were really operating, you know, they were in the zone. They were operating their Ooh, wheelhouse. That's good. And, you know, something that really sticks out, like, yeah, that... Really was one of their best performances. Like, Throw out some good words. <laughs> well, you know, try. Um, okay. So, well, I like immediately thought of Emma Roberts. Um, sure. She's been in a couple different things. I've kind of grown up with her. Um, but I think of recently, well, more like four years ago, she was in Scream Queens and, and TV. Yeah, and so she she did play kind of like the bad main character, like the villain. The villain. Okay. But the way she performed it she made this evil character come alive and i actually liked her <laughs> i liked the villain which i think that, which is why i liked it so much because you know you're trained not to like the villain okay and the way i mean you know they go more into her backstory but then the logic of why her, this character is so evil and why the character does what she does then it makes the audience understand and then okay. you're like rooting for her to in a weird way succeed. Okay. Um. So I just I remember like Emma Roberts really brought Chanel Oberlin to life. Chanel Oberlin. Yeah. She, in Scream Queens. She came alive, and I I was really excited for season two, but it disappointed me. And then there was no season three, so I only got season one. So season one. one was better than season two. There yeah. was no season three. There was no season three. But you really liked her in that, and you've seen her in other roles, but yeah. you didn't feel like it was as good as Scream Queens. Yeah, I just I, she like played her. Like like you said, her wheelhouse. She was totally okay. in her wheelhouse. I think if she plays like more characters like Chanel or tries to go for a similar genre like Scream Queens, I think she'll be really successful and she'll just thrive and continue to be an awesome actress. Okay, okay. Well, I've seen I've seen her in a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But what about you? Have do you have an actor that you think for of? actors actresses? Uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, uh, sure. He's obviously he's older. He's in his mid sixties, I think. Very and iconic and classy. He's been around. He's been around a long time. Started out in TV. I think Saint Elsewhere was the first TV uh, series that he was in. And then he graduated, you know, transitioned into movies and, yeah. fil- and film, and he's won two Oscars, one for Best Supporting uh, Role nice. in Glory, oh. uh, the, the Civil War. Didn't uh, sound Glory. There you go, the Civil War uh, film. And then in Training Day uh, in the oh, early 2000s. Yeah. Now, I actually, my, my opinion, Your I opinion. actually thought his best role was in a film called Malcolm X. He played Malcolm X. <gasps> yeah. In the early 1990s. Yeah. And he, he was nominated, but he didn't win the Oscar. But I thought the way... <laughs> For real? Yes. How the way... Rude. Well, I, you know... The audacity of the Academy. If, if I'm on the Academy, if, if I'm a <laughs> member of the Academy, and I, get, and I get a vote, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give him the Oscar for yeah. Malcolm X, and maybe, and as much as I like him, maybe not for a training day. Oh. I thought, I think Al Pacino was the one who, who won it the year uh, uh, Denzel was up. 
for Ooh, um, for Malcolm X, and I yeah. like Al Pacino. He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. I just felt like Denzel was way better than than Al Pacino. So, um, I like Denzel. Yeah. He's got a full body of work again, TV, mostly films, yeah. uh, supporting actor, and as a lead actor. And with Malcolm X, he made me like, I'm like okay, like I don't know a lot about him. I think maybe he was originally from Michigan, and then he. Oh. You know, but I I didn't, I, I didn't know. Yeah, kind of. I didn't know the whole history there, so I actually like start googling like Malcolm X and like wow. watching some of his you know like speeches and that's awesome. And I just felt like yeah, like his wow. Acting made you do that. Correct. Wow. Correct. And I know Spike Lee was the uh, was the movie director, so I've watched some other Spike Lee films, and he and Denzel have, have worked on a, a num- number of films together. But I really felt like Denzel, like that role was like perfect for him. Yeah. In that in that film, and um, yeah, I feel like he should have definitely should have won the Oscar for Okay, that. now I have to watch that movie. Well, there you go. I'll, I'll give you a heads up. It's a long. It's like three hours. What? It's like the Titanic. It's, it's like the Titanic. Yes. So yeah, you no. really you really got to be committed. You know, I mean, you, oh you can break it up. And uh, well, Scream Queens. If I watch Scream Queens, oh, like yeah. it's what? It's two seasons. You said. Well, I could probably not. Season one. Stick with season one. Season one. Season okay. one. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with season one. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up. It so, is a little dark, but. Oh gosh. Well. All right. Now. So now, moving it to more of a personal note. Yes. You know, we liked Emma Roberts and, yeah. and Denzel in those in those roles. Yeah. Do we feel like we are? Like in in our job choices and our career paths, like you, as a society, or you and I, you and I, oh, okay. and our our listeners, do do you and I feel like? Let's talk about: Are we operating? Are we in the zone as oh. as again as the workers at the, the okay. we're, we're, as a, as you know the, the the places that we are employed? Do we feel like we're in the you know? Are we operating in our wheelhouse? Mm-hmm. Is there or is there maybe in the past? Is there a job? Is there a moment in time where you're like? I had this job at this time, and I really, I really learned a lot, or I enjoyed going to work. I wasn't just going through the motions. I wasn't just, I wasn't just collecting a paycheck, but like, I, but it was like this job was like, yeah. there was a reason why I was there, and I really yeah. felt like, like, almost like destiny, like I had to be at this job at this particular place and time. What do you think? Um, okay, well, just like thinking recently, um, my life could have gone a few different ways, and a few years ago, I really wanted. To be a flight attendant, sure. And there were these three interviews where I would actually like go to the yeah, and I yeah. So I it looked like and it felt like I was going to become a flight attendant, and unfortunately, I did not get those jobs. Okay. Um, but then the current job I'm in now, I am in the medical world. I feel like every door and opportunity that's presented itself to me in the medical world just keeps opening, mm. and I keep making more connections, and I keep networking with people I never really thought of. So last year I took a hard good look at myself and life and realized I should probably focus more on that. Um, I do feel like I'm meant to help people, okay. whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, sure. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I know that um, that I, I do feel like I'm supposed to help people. Um, and just, you know, with the pandemic and everything, if I had been a flight attendant, I would have for sure been laid off, lost my job, because the whole flight industry now is failing. But the job I'm at is we're actually thriving. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely do feel like I am in the wheelhouse and I can get better. Um, I also think of when I worked at Cedar Point, not my first summer, but my second summer. Cedar Point is? An amusement park in okay. Ohio. 
Um, I grew up going there. I always wanted to work there. So this is like roller coasters. It this was is. roller coasters. I didn't work on the roller coasters. And okay. I really, again, I really wanted that job, but it worked out that I was a barista at, um, there were two Starbucks's and I worked at both of them. And the second year was just much better. The location was better. I was on the beach. I knew, I knew the staff. Um, I, I just remember it was so much fun and I just had a ton of energy <laughs> and it was really good. And I felt like even though I wanted to work the rides, I felt like I was meant to work as a barista. I was able to connect again with more people. I was able to connect um, with the guests more. And I just felt like that was like, it, it worked with my strengths. Whereas the rides, I probably would have been going through the motions. Interesting. Okay, so currently the job that you have now in the medical field, yeah. and also a few years ago, Cedar Point. it was a summer job, yeah. and you lived there. I, oh, yeah, I lived there. You literally, they, they literally had housing lived, there. I okay. would open up my window, and boom, there's the... There's the amusement park. Interest, I think. Interesting, yeah. okay. It was so fun. It was incredible. Okay. But what about you? You, you? I mean, you're older, you've had <laughs> <laughs> more, more experiences, you've done a lot with teaching, coaching... Athletics, education, yes. Uh, I started coaching uh, tennis at a high school uh, back in uh, 1995, and it came it came very natural uh, to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, I started teaching as an instructor uh, tennis, uh, like for a summer, like rec and ed. I started teaching actually in the early in the mid 80s when I was uh, 16. Mm-hmm. So teaching, coaching, uh, I coached. I've coached basketball. You dealt a lot with kids. So a lot of kids, a lot of teaching kids, coaching kids. Uh, uh, little kids from ages four all the way up to high school, where I am now. I'm coaching the ninth grade uh, basketball boys basketball team, where I, where I'm a para pro now. Solid. And then a, f- a few years ago, I was at a, it was at a, a college, a small uh, kind of Christian college. Uh, yeah. I was doing tennis and basketball. So yeah, I definitely feel like coaching. That's your wheelhouse. Teaching and striking. You're absolutely. That is, I'm supposed to be doing that with my life. But also, kind of what you said about Cedar Point. I guess there was a, it wasn't a summer, it was actually like a, like a late winter, early spring. This is way back in uh, mid-90s, for, mm-hmm. from January of 95 to June of 95, so about five, six months. So my wife, who's also your mother, <laughs> uh, she and I worked at a, it was, it was a faith-based, religious, like a children's home. So kind of like uh, for kids who were going through a hard time, maybe their parents were whatever, something was wrong with the, the like family life. And so, kind of like a foster care, okay. but it was it was through a, face, a faith-based... Uh, Would it be like foster care meets an orphanage? Something like that. Okay. Something like that. And so, we lived on these, like, it was probably like 20 acres, kind of out in the country. Like, wow. this is in Texas. Like a ranch? Yeah, kind of like a... Yeah, yeah. And we had four, like, main houses. They had a little boy's house, little girl's house, oh. then teen boys, teen girls. We had about six or seven. Uh, uh, kids at each house and so uh, my wife and I so we were like the home parents is what they called us the the home parents for the little boys house ages like 4 to 12 and I really felt like I mean I felt like I was there for a reason I felt like she and I worked together and then it prepared us then uh, because we had only been married a year and a half so then it prepared us to when we had you and and your sisters so it prepared us to be a parent and um, and I really felt it was. I mean, definitely it was the hardest job, like physically, mentally, emotionally, I've ever had. Really, but it was also probably the most rewarding job. Oh, that's so interesting. I've ever had. Yeah. And I really felt like to get like super deep. I really felt like like God opened a door, yeah, a major door for us to go there to help those kids who were desperately in, in a in a in a time of need in their life. And I I think about that job every now and then. 
I think about where those kids are now. Yeah, you know, I was just saying, do you, 20, do you 25 think years those later. kids remember you? No, I don't think they do. We were only there for five That's months. so sad. And, uh, but I remember their names, and I think about them, and I hope they're doing okay. I hope, you know, they're having yeah. a much better life than uh, their circumstances back in the mid-90s. So, you know, it's interesting, Jordan, because I feel like, you know, some jobs, you know, hey, you might like them, and you might get up, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can do this. And, yeah. You know, I'm operating in the skills and the, the talents, the gifts that I've been given. And then sometimes, let's be honest, you know, hey, <laughs> you might just kind of go through the motion and you're just collecting oh, a paycheck and you got to pay the bills. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you know, how long am I going to be here? And, our, you know, and you kind of count yeah. down the hours and the minutes yeah. to when you can yeah. clock out or whatever. So, but it sounds like you have a job now. I have a job now where, where we, we enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. You know, the doors have For been sure. open, but also thinking back to, again, Cedar Point and then this children's home. Yeah way back in Texas. So what do you think, what do you think the listeners should take from, oh, again, this is a really, this te- is a deep challenging podcast. What do you think? Well, we try. What do you think our <laughs> listeners should take from this? Do you, what, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, we were both very honest and we can, you know, in the podcast up to come, we can probably share more. Okay. Um, but I mean, tonight was more of like a reflective night. So I think our podcasters, we're going to challenge them. I think they should reflect uh, are you operating in your wheelhouse? Do you think that your current job right now or your current situation, do you feel like that's what you were created to do? Do you feel like you're operating in your strengths and your talents? If so, awesome. How can you get better at it? Um, can you grow? If not, <laughs> what can you do in the next 365 days um, hmm. to get, get better at it? So it's going to be a year challenge. Okay, so this is it. And I'm going to challenge myself, too. There you go. I'm Very not good. a hypocrite out here, in my opinion. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, that was really deep. Uh, I think we should leave on a high note. So have a good night. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. All right. Rock and roll.